to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Andrew. Woohoo! I'm back. Today, we're going to have an explosive episode, because we're going to talk about Nitro! Oh, I knew that's where you were going as soon as you said explosive. Yeah. And it also probably helps that it's in I. That's right after. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I narrowed it down a little bit mentally, but you said explosive. Um, and I, uh, Nitro. For sure. Well, well first, what, first uh, what do you know about Nitro? Nitro is the worst. Nitro sucks because he caused the Civil War. He blew up Stanford. I would argue... That maybe reality TV created that. Okay. But, well, but I mean, he, he, he was the explosive in that situation. Yeah. He was not, like, he didn't make himself blow up maliciously to kill children. Yeah. It was a response to the circumstances. Yeah. But he was significant. Um, and I think that's kind of the last I've heard of him. Um, he has been in a lot. He's been in like I mean he's he's not a big time player. No, he's not. But it's kind of weird it's kind of weird that uh you can argue that two Z-listers or four Z-listers started the <laughs> the, the uh, civil war event. I mean, if you count all the people on both sides of that fight, I mean it's it's tough cuz like Speedball is I guess not the Z-list, but and Night Thrasher is like Maybe not, but microbe definitely zealous. Microbe zealous, and I would argue, even though Nemora or Namorita, Namorita is she's definitely she's pretty pretty down she's low, pretty down low too. Um, like it, it, that situation was not within the first half of the alphabet. Yeah, exactly. I think I think Speedball has probably gone up since then. I mean, don't since you, Civil don't, you War. Mean, don't you mean Penitence, the most edgiest of superhero? I okay. I did like. Um, I think the most recent New Warriors um, had an interesting moment where Speedball's been trying to be Speedball again, and somebody saw like his psyche, and it was all penance, and he and he like he scared them it off. Was, uh, so he's still dealing with some stuff. The, uh, the New Warriors, the latest New Warriors run, mm-hmm. which is with um, Scarlet Spider and I forget what his sidekick's name is. Mockingbird, or no, uh, Hummingbird. Hummingbird, yeah. Hummingbird was just like... Yeah, so she saw his psyche, and it was like his penance costume and everything, and he yelled at her, and she like got spooked, because in reality, he's been trying to act like Speedball again. Yeah, well, but we're not trying to talk about penance All until right, we talk yeah. about Nitro, Speedball, Nitro. which we may or may not be talking about, because I don't know when he became a thing. I can actually look it up real quick. Give me a moment. If he's if he's gonna be in in your vo- your volumes, yeah, I bet he will be. He's. I mean, Speedball's been in the X Men for a while. It might not have any of the penance stuff. Oh, in well, it. it won't have any of the penance stuff. I'm just wondering when he first showed up, because depending on if he was popular at all, no, he won't be. <laughs> he won't be because he was he's not in there. No, because he was made a year after uh, these came out because it was '87. Wow. Yeah, so. Hey, we'll be there. What a shame. I mean, sure. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> okay, that might have been a little too much. <laughs> I'm just calling say it a sure. shame. <laughs> oh, but yeah. All right, but Nitro, uh, he can explode, and I'm not totally clear on if it's like a detonation from immediately around him or if he actually detonates himself and then recovers. It comes from his body. 
and out. Like inside his body or outside inside of his, his body? body? Okay, so he explodes and then heals. Right? I will get to its nitty gritty of his powers later. <laughs> um, but what what does do you remember what he looks like? It was, uh, white hair, kind of long. Um, is he, so he looks old, but I don't think he is that old. And otherwise, just kind of a guy. Purple, purplish costume. Yeah, you got it. Also, he looks like he's not invulnerable when he's blasting right here. Because he, he's no, he's he's no cannonball. He's no cannonball. But guess what? He looks like he is. Either he either has a spirit going or something in that pose or something. <laughs> like there's only one or two things I could think he's doing, and that but like <laughs> one of them he's either just the preacher's just getting to him, or he's he just he's just feeling it, or or he's he's about to blast. But um, speaking of people who are blasting, Nitro. Um, his name, sorry, I live in on Main Street, so, um, his, his name is Robert Hunter. A lot of, a lot of hunters this week. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, he, he is a hunter. Uh, Robert Hunter. Okay. Um, he is a former electrical engineer turned professional criminal. He is a citizen of the United States with no criminal record. What's that mean? That's that's weird. He should probably have a criminal record. He was born in If he was a professional criminal in with no record, he's I, also, I, I don't I don't think I would hire he's also one. Also known to the authorities. Uh, this is confusing. Have they just never caught him? I guess. So they can't like put his fingerprints I mean, in the I system. I mean, I guess he's blast I guess he blasts people. Yeah, so I I mean Probably one of the best escapers of the authorities. Yeah. Because he just explodes and then gets away. Because they're just like, hey, I'm going to explode if you get close to me. And be like, okay, I guess you can leave? If only they had a way to, like, dampen powers. If only there was, like, people who are nine and vulnerable, and there's ways to dampen powers. Like, Mm -hmm. they could just throw leech at him. Something like that. They could throw a boy at him. Just throw a boy. If only they had leech. (laughs) <laughs> Which, surprisingly enough, that little mutant boy, that perpetual mutant boy, is the answer to a lot of issues. Yeah. Uh, you just you just kind of carry a leech around with you. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry, he's not getting any bigger. No, he stays forever Because he never has, which is weird, because- He's an adorable little Muppet. There's other characters that have been, like, children- Kitty and they've grown up, but Leech does not grow up. I know up. Kitty Pride was like fourteen or fifty when she first met him. Mm-hmm. She's a full-grown adult now. <laughs> yeah, she's she's gotta have aged twelve years or so. I think is the current Marvel continuity. Yeah, so. and Leech is still like nine. Yep, but he's best friends with Artie. So, and Artie is also adorable little Moppet. So, <laughs> you know, um. But somehow he has no criminal record. I don't know. Maybe that was a type right. He was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So, huh. you know, maybe he worked for Dunder Mifflin. Or he was, or he's the actual Scranton <laughs> Strangler. <laughs> they never caught him. He's widowed. Um, his wife is deceased, Mary. I'm going to guess the last name was Hunter. And he, he has mm-hmm. a daughter. Who is not deceased? He's a former. Huh. He's a former member of the Lunatic Legion. Okay, 
Was he also one of the Marauders at some point? I don't think he was. Oh, man. I'm going to look into the Lunatic <laughs> Legion, because... Yeah, I, has that one come up before? It's a group of Kree? Wait, no. It's a group of Kree. Oh, yeah, because he was a uh, Captain Marvel villain at first. That was unexpected. Learn something new every day. He first showed up in Captain Marvel, issue number 30, uh, 34. Blown away. And uh, mm. he's the man who killed Captain Marvel, even though Captain Marvel canonically died of cancer. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like I don't think that's how Captain Marvel died. Robert Hunter was an eccentric, retired electrical engineer who operated a ham radio as a hobby. Uh, the Lunatic uh, Legion, a band of renegade scientists from the extraterrestrial Cree, monitored Hunter's broadcast and chose him to become their agent. They they took him to a hen genetics lab and genetically re-engineered re his body to give him the power to explode his body's molecules and reassemble him at will. I thought he was a mutant this whole time. Nope, he's not. That's why I thought he was on the Marauders. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think he was with the Marauders. Huh. Give me a moment. Well, that explains why he wouldn't have been on the Marauders, because they're all mutants. But maybe, I wonder if some of the TV shows used him as a mutant character, and so he got retconned into some of those shows that way, and that's why I thought I it. I thought he was also a mutant, but I think it, I only thought that is because he was on the mutant growth hormone whenever he exploded 600-some oh. kids. Yeah, so maybe that's it. Yeah, he was on mutant growth hormone. Um, So maybe that's it. Uh, so dubbing him Nitro, he sent. They sent him to acquire Compound Thirteen, a dangerous nerve gas that being developed by the U.S. Army. And he was opposed by the Cree warrior Captain Marvel. However, Marvel defeated him by adding transformational energy into his body, and transferring, exchanging items with. I forgot. That this was the time where Rick Jones was acting as the body for Captain Marvel when he oh, hit the Nega Bands it? together. Oh man, yeah, clink. Oh my god, I. Oh my god, I. We got done talking about Rick Jones forever ago because it was in the Jays. Then uh, you you don't need to dig into him. Right I don't now. need it's to okay. dig into him. It just it hurts. Why is he it's one okay, of the most? Why is he one of the most complicated characters in a world where King exists? He's so entangled with so many things that dumb Rick Jones. It's okay. He's the reason why the Hulk exists. <laughs> why Rick Jones? I just see. I I dislike him so much. <laughs> um. So okay, but Captain Marvel defeats Nitro. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about Nick Jones here. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Rick Jones. I see I disrespected him by calling him Nick Jones. <laughs> um, so after, like, they did some stuff with the Negabands, um, Nitro's particles became dispersed and fell apart before he can, like, call them back. Um, but months after months of uh, effort, he got back together and started searching for Marvel. Um, 
Mistaking the alien Omega the Unknown for Marvel, he attacked him and was finally defeated. Finally defeated when Omega placed a titanium steel cylinder around him when he exploded and shot him to the stratosphere. Ooh. Um. Then he, but then he, you know, reintegrated again and lured uh, Marvel into battle, mm-hmm. and then Marvel subdued him. By capturing half of his gaseous substance into into a reinforced container, that which prevented him from you know reintegrating again, and then they brought that's pretty, that's pretty rough. That's yeah. kind of like and then they separated Ugh. him. They separated both of his sides to different parts of the country. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. unpleasant. I mean, well, he was released when his um, daughter got a court order. To make it make him be like, yo, put my dad back together, please. And then they did, mm-hmm. and he escaped, and then you know, exploded all over the place until Spider-Man trapped his gaseous form into a another container, I guess. And like, and then eventually, what? and then eventually, like, he got back together and took some growth hormones and exploded a bunch of children. I mean, at least they have, like, a known mechanism for containing him or defeating it's him. Tupperware. Yeah, you just uh, collect him. Yeah. Or part of him. Yeah, that's what you do. So, he's 6'3". That's pretty tall. You know why he doesn't have a criminal record? He can't be brought why? into uh, court. Oh, he can't be, like, arraigned. No, he can't. Because they'd have to assemble him, and then he'd blow up. <laughs> exactly. Again, ultimate way to get out of stuff. <laughs> Just like, I'll explode. Please don't. <laughs> and then they Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Um so he's six three. Uh weighs two hundred thirty five pounds, has blue eyes and white hair. Um he has this normal human strength of a man his age, height, build, who engages in moderate regular exercise. Hmm. Guess what his superhuman powers are? We talked about it multiple times already. He explodes and comes back together. Wow, you got it. You Nailed you it. got it. You're so smart. <laughs> Gold star. I mean, there's not a lot of sophistication to his powers. Yeah, he can't reform himself if all of his parts aren't there. So even if they just catch, like, a little bit, he's done. Pretty much. So if you have a Tupperware container when he explodes and you manage to survive it, you can just be like, yoink. <laughs> yeah, just scoop a little bit and and at least he's out of commission until somebody busts open that Tupperware. That's that's a, that's a, that's Nitro. Yeah, I, I don't really have much else to say. I think we pretty much covered all of it. That's pretty much his only thing he does. Yep. He's just a, a living bomb. Yep. I mean, a reusable bomb. So you'd think the government would want to hire him? Yeah. Yeah, you think they would. But, you know, whatever. Well, okay. Well, because I want to talk about this because I saw it. He was part of a team called the Thanos Defenders. Um, And Uh this was during the... Uh, 1994 run of the Secret Defenders uh, where uh, Guitar 
Super Scroll, Rhino, Nitro, and Titanium Man was part of Thanos' Defenders. It doesn't sound like a story I want to read. Well, it's real 90s. Guitar was part of Nebula's mercenary crew. We talked about him before, actually. Huh. Yeah, he's just a guy with a gun. With abs and stuff. That sounds pretty 90s. You could you could get away with being a superhero like that in the 90s. And well, technically he was a supervillain. Sorry, comic book character in general. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the 90s. A guy with a gun. And abs. And abs, of course, and abs. But yeah, we're done. What do you think about Nitro? I don't think he's going to make a big comeback anytime soon. Has not left a mark. Yeah. I mean, like, the biggest mark is is his involvement with Civil War, and even then, it's like, it's, it's not that much. Like, congratulations, you took some drugs and they exploded. Wow. Yep. He was not even the most interesting part of that story. He started the beginning of a very ham-fisted event that had better results than the actual event. Well, I still, I still like, I like the results of the Civil War uh, comic mm-hmm. uh, the event a lot, um, because I think we had like a good like four or five years of like fairly okay event comics and like status quo changes. Yeah, because because Civil War happened, then uh, we got the Fifty State Initiative. Yeah, I actually, I I enjoyed Avengers Initiative. It was a good comic. And it was a great comic because it lasted for, I think, about three years or so. And it was mm-hmm. a really good snap. about that much. It's really, it was a really good snapshot of, like, the Marvel Universe. And not enough of those characters are coming back in, in modern comics. Like, a lot of those characters were dropped. And it's like, you shouldn't have dropped those. These were, these were characters worth talking about. They kind of didn't bring him back after Secret Invasion. Well, um, like my favorite out of that was Boulder, because he's oh man. yeah, I, I I call him Butterball. I like Boulder but, better because, but he's he is fantastic. He's he is one of the best things to come out of that series. But I mean, that series had a lot of just little things like that. I also loved. I mean, I I really enjoyed the role that the Initiative played in Secret Invasion. Um. It was it was really good, and one of the characters had such like I don't it it was like a cynical but tragic kind of ending, and and kind of a deconstruction of you know superhero stuff, and like the the initiative in general didn't get like any love mainstream for all of this, but so one of the let me let me tell you about Super Spinner and her role in the Secret Invasion. So they found out that like a bunch of this the initiative bases in the 50 states were like transmitters for the scrolls. Yep. And so they had to go blow them up, right? And all of the initiative people that were still alive after like the first wave of attacks got together and like, okay, well, this is our mission. This, the other superheroes are doing the big thing in Central Park or whatever. Um, we've got to do this thing. And nobody else knows about it, but it's important and we're going to do it. And like they had like Triathlon was there and he could actually see who the scrolls were and stuff. I think he got involved with it. But Super Spinner New 3D man. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and so Super Spinner, her power is that she had, I don't know, like a device or something. Every 24 hours, it would spin and randomly select a superpower for the next 24 hours. And her job, because she had super speed, was to get a bomb to a base and leave it there and then run away. But when she got to that base, it hit her 24-hour mark. And so the spinner, she's about to get attacked by scrolls. The, she's dropped the bomb 
And so everything's in place. Spinner spins. And she's just like praying for invulnerability. And then they have a panel where it just shows her feet levitating off the ground. And then she just says, damn. And then there's the explosion. I was like, that's that's good comic books, guys. It's, it's great comic books. Also, another thing, um, the whole uh, secret empire, not secret empire, sorry, secret invasion. I'm not talking about uh, Nazi cap right now. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons why Norman Osborn was able to kill the Skrull King is because in the background, in the Incredible Herc, as in the Hercules episode. Yeah, uh, comics. Um, he actually killed the Scroll God, who was protecting yeah. the Scroll King. Yeah, the God, the, s- the God Squad with with the Incredible Herc and Amadeus Cho. Yeah, and and, and he killed the Scroll God who was protecting the Scroll King before Norman shot her head off. Yeah, like the Secret Invasion was a pretty good crossover event, and at the time I was actually reading most of the tie-in comics, so I saw like all of it come together, which was pretty. Darn satisfying. Like, like the last, like the last part, uh, like the last like issue of that had so many other stuff tying into it that made it possible for it to end, mm-hmm. and it was done so well. And the great thing about it is, you don't need to read all of it. Yeah, if you don't read God Squad, then you don't actually mi- like. Then it's just fine. Norman kills the person, but if you do read it, then it's enhanced because there were more people on on this game board playing the game. And the only reason he knew who the Scroll Queen was was because of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. It, like, it all just it tied, all together. tied together. And then Dark Rain was also incredibly fun. Yeah, I think those like Secret Invasion into Dark Rain was probably the best run of. Um, big event tie-in comics. Even if the event, like, I don't really care that much about the scrolls invading the Earth and stuff, but it, like the practice of making those comics was probably the best example of big event tie-in comics. And I just wish we can get back to multi- multiple years of good events leading into each other. <laughs> the last, the last Civil War was not good at and all. And then that led into Nazi, <laughs> Nazi uh. ran. Everything. Yeah, it's, they haven't really done a good event in a while. Well, see, the best, the last best event that happened was Secret Wars, the Battle World one, because it was amazing. If you have not read those, with Doctor with Doctor Doom, because Hickman mm-hmm. was the one who was Doctor Doom was pretty great in that series. The tie-ins weren't all that great, and they didn't really matter that much. But the main series was pretty good. I disagree with you them being not great. If they weren't like great, they were at least really fun. Most of them were anyway. Yeah, I read a lot of them, and it was a little hit and miss for me. And they just didn't seem to impact the overall story. That In the way that, that Secret Invasion, it felt like it did matter. In Battleworld, I was just like, I don't know, guys. The way that Battleworld was set up, I thought it was just, it was basically a playground for writers. And I enjoyed that mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, conceptually, I I do like that. I just feel like it wasn't as strong as um, the Secret Invasion version of it. But I, but I, I, they're probably going for something different. They were going, with some, so, they were going with something different because they're just like, hey, let's. So it's probably not fair to compare. No, I don't think you. I don't think it's kind of fair to compare it to most event comics because the tie-in stuff were loosely tied in to the Doctor Doom mm-hmm. stuff, but it didn't need to be. It was just a way for writers to tell stories they haven't been able to tell. Yeah, which I do. I I do enjoy that. Like I love it. Um, 
I mean, I guess they probably haven't done it in a long time, but I did really enjoy it when they would just randomly throw in a House of M miniseries, even though House of M was 10 years before. Or, or did like Age of Apocalypse and Days of Future Past, because I guess people are still obsessed with those, even though they do the story again every year. Like at some point in in the middle of Dark Reign, they published like a Red Hood and the Outlaws, or not Red Hood, um, The Hood. Sorry, I was crossing over with DC. They published like a The Hood House of M storyline, and I was like, that's kind of random. Like House of M was a while ago, but it was it was good. House of M was also another one of those really great event comics. I just want great event comics again. Or at least passable ones with really yeah. good tie-ins. Yeah, it's been a while since we had that. But luckily we don't have Bendis doing a lot of the stuff and he's gonna go off and ruin the DC universe. I'm so bitter. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got way off from Nitro. Uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much of that I'm keeping in, so let's do your plugs. <laughs> uh, you can find me on the Protagonist Podcast and also Disney Animation Minute Essentials. My name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids. Um, I also have Cat with four thumbs, who some would call a cryptid because he's so adorable, as well as having four thumbs. Look at him at, at Marvelous Mooch on Instagram. If you'd like to see the stuff I'm talking about. Um, and also we're doing like audiogram stuff now. So you can also hear a preview of the episode as well, if you'd like to see the pictures. On Instagram, um, not Instagram, um, on Facebook at HodgePod Group or at Marvelous, or sorry, not at Marvelous Moose. What am I thinking of? Or at uh, Alphabet Flight on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchu protect you through all your night travels. Good night. Oh.